Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, everyone. This is State of State. This podcast is presented by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your sports info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. We have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, whether it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options, plus your favorite Vegas casino. Casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. State of State is presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, State of State is a proud supporter of Blue White Outfitters. Blue White Outfitters was created as a retail shop meant to highlight the confidence, competitiveness, and fearlessness of the elite athletes found throughout the history of Penn State University. All sales from Blue White Outfitters directly benefit Penn State student-athletes. Visit www.bluewhiteoutfitters.com today. Welcome to another edition of State of State. We've got a full outlook on what's coming up for the Penn State Nittany Lions in 2023. And we are joined by Penn State legendary linebacker Michael Maudie. He is now a part of the coaching staff as a part of Trinity High School, the Shamrocks in the Harrisburg area. So if you're a young kid watching this, think about where you want to go to high school and be coached by uh, Mike Maudie is going to be a good answer for that. Uh, but there is just so much that we could dive into. Obviously, Mike, I do want to touch about uh, touch on your coaching uh, aspirations now and also what you've been doing with Lions Legacy Club. But let's start with where everybody is looking at in regards to how this Penn State team is shaping up for 2023. Uh, you, like Justin, got to be in state college for Blue White Weekend. Uh, what was the feel for you? What did you see? What did you like? Well, I liked a lot. So the Blue White game, you know, it's a showcase, right? You're, you're trying to get your guys on the field. You're trying to keep them healthy at the same time and not show too much. But um, I thought, uh, well, A, let me answer that in two, two ways. I, I didn't see as much of the game as I would like to see. Um, the Blue White game, you know, I you know, end up getting caught up talking and, you know, distracted. But um, what I did see was was exciting, uh, some young guys flying around, which was which was good to see. There's some big hits on the defense. You get some guys kind of showing up, which is which is great to see. It's their first time being out there. Uh, I, I was there at practice throughout the spring, uh, ball and, and Haluba on the field uh, one or two times, um, maybe even two, maybe even actually maybe more than that. Um, but but got to spend some time in the meeting rooms around the guys. I, I just really like. Uh, the 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 culture they have the, the the type of kids they have in there um, and, and then the way that the way that they're being coached up uh, I think their culture is as strong as it ever has been they got a bunch of guys that, that really want to want to win they want to work and they they get it you know? so that that really was impressive to me if anything it was encouraging because you got to have those kind of factors in you know you spend some time away and then you come back um, they they got Letterman on staff that get it and that are being coached up so they're doing a heck of a job over there. 
The one big thing that came out of the blue-white game, James Franklin was harping on it, every last member of the media was talking about it, is just how freaking good this defense looks. And I think Manny Diaz obviously started off on a great foot last year. That defense was very, very good. Kept Penn State in a lot of ball games, won him a lot of ball games. Nothing against what the offense was doing, but still, this was a very good defense, and it seems like what we're about to see in 2023 could be an elite defense. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, it's typical in most spring games, right? The defense comes out and they're they're not thinking as much, right? And it's now it's live fire. We got a crowd. It's a little bit more energy. Favor goes to the defense in those situations most of the time. Um, but you add that to the fact that there there's some talent on this defense now, um, you know, across the board that that you haven't seen in a while from from the D line to the linebacker room, which is now a full stable of guys. Um, the depth that you haven't seen in, in a couple of years. So, um, and then on the back end, the way that Manny mixes it up, I really, I really like the schematics and how he's doing it, um, how he mixes it up conceptually. So, um, yeah, they're going to be they're they're going to be a contender for sure. It's up to them. That's that's really the position you want to be in, right? It's they got all the ingredients. Um, you know, you just you hope they stay healthy and they they go out and execute. Yeah, there seems to be incredible depth at defensive back, which Justin and I have talked about a lot. It's rapidly becoming locked down you. Uh, there's edge rushers, pass rushers. You'd like to see maybe some improvement at defensive tackle, and they're trying to make some moves, it seems like, in the transfer portal, but still you feel positive altogether about that. But especially the linebackers. I mean, this was a position last year that had some question marks going into it and in that you knew you were going to have Curtis Jacobs there. Abdul Carter was a true freshman, but obviously starred and earned that number 11 in every last way and after spring practice period not just the blue white game but the spring practice period two other names that really jumped out tony rojas tamir robinson um, are there any other linebackers that you're seeing on the radar that you you really liked what you got to see when you did get to go to those practices yeah i didn't see i didn't see as much of the the the, the true freshman guys that had just come in um up until that that spring game but um but just as as a group uh, and, and then Edelson's another guy. He's got a ton of experience. Who's just a matter of just keep just staying healthy. I know um, that's going to help that young group coming along. They got a really good mix of guys, um, and the way that Manny mixes them in there, or rotates them rather, uh, they're going to be fresh. They'll be flying around. So I, I, I think that just that whole group elevates by having that 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 mixture, uh, which which is a good which is a good mixture. I think if you got some young guys, some older guys. Um, and of course, up and coming. I mean, I, you know, I, it gives you the ability to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, his third down package is is going to be exciting to watch, of course. But um, well, they got a good they got a, a good mix. It it reminds me of a, a little bit of when I was in New Orleans. I came down from Minnesota, you know, which was our you know we had our four three was it was pretty pretty well. I guess uh, it was a pretty stable. Uh, it was a four three system, right? So we, I come down to New Orleans, Dennis Allen was just feast or famine, blood zero, like fourth and two, game on the line, let's go, um, which is, you know, man up everybody and then let's send everybody. Um, so the, the Russian coverage aspect, uh, I really like the way that, that Manny mixes it up. They got the ingredients to do that at those, those skill positions, right? If you can rush, you don't got to cover that long. Um, and, and so that makes it a little bit more fun um, and, and exciting to watch. No, most definitely. I think that's a great point that you make. It's just the different ingredients that he does have, like in terms of Manny throwing in different blitzes in there, having the back end doing that. You dive into it a little bit when we talk about just the linebacker position. 
in general, right? Like just the evolution of the linebacker. I mean, back in the day when I was growing up, we saw guys like Greg Lloyd, 260 pound, Mike linebacker, LeBron Kirkland. And then it's like kind of transitioned into more of the hybrid safety type of models. But at the end of the day, we know that football is still football and physicality is still physicality. So what do you like see when you see the progression of linebackers from the time that you played to where they're at now? I mean, even someone like Abdul Carter is extremely large linebacker and moves well um, the way he does now for Penn State. But what do you see now from the linebacker position as it continues to progress? Yeah, I think that, look, again, conceptually, like uh, schematically rather, they, they they do some different things. It's not like, you know, we used to just line up and, and like country cover three and like we knew everyone was just, you know, we sit there and first, second down, third down, we go to nickel and we got two guys that like, were a little bit more dynamic and they would play the passing downs. Um, so I think but we've always had that kind of that mixture of guys that that were fundamentally sound, that could get off blocks, that could run, they could hit, and they were great tacklers. And like that that combination of of Penn State linebacker that, that makeup, I think is uh, that that won't ever change. That's what it. I mean, that's the makeup, right? Uh, or at least you you'd, you'd hope that. Uh, now when you got Dan Conner in the room coaching them, I, I think that that's that's a pretty good bet that that's going to continue to get developed. Um, but at the same time, now you have you have weapons like like uh, Abdul. Again, it kind of reminds me of uh, I was when I was in Minnesota. When Mike Zimmer brought in Anthony Barr, um, and he's kind of like our our ex guy on uh, third down packages. He wasn't just a linebacker. I came in as a rookie and was stoning dudes. And then, on, and then he, oh, by the way, you could cover a deep middle or deep third. It, just that kind of flexibility uh, gives you some really really fun options. Um, so, but at the same time, you, you just, it, I love watching these group, this group develop and mature, you know, even you watch some of them develop last year over the course of the season. Um, and, and, you know, in the bowl game, you saw it, how, you know, they were getting tested in different ways, uh, different route combinations. And now it tests you as a young linebacker, you got to go cover back, uh, which is, which, you know, out of the backfield or you gotta get, they're going to throw you in different, different combinations and make you work with safety to make you communicate and, and those things are challenging but you, you saw them step to the occasion and and grow throughout the year so i think they're just going to continue to do that that's a great point because the, the growth potential for linebackers i think for the common fan is kind of hard to recognize right because there's a lot of splash plays for linebackers it's like oh he makes a splash play or he, he might miss a tackle but just the the poetic movement of reading a play, shooting a gap, or doing those different type of things, you just start to see a lot of the talent acquisition process where you get smaller linebackers, right? More safety type of builds. We've seen it in the draft this past week. Even the top defense alignment were, I mean, besides one was a lot, they were like a lot smaller and trending in past years just based on how the game is progressing. And so it's interesting to see Penn State now still have like, I mean, solid size linebackers and you have those that rare unique of size and speed and length and physicality. How do you see like all the different times that you've been up in state or seeing these different things? How do you see that transition or use it into your coaching bag when you're going into your new coaching role at Trinity? Uh, look, at you take everything you learned over the course of time and the different schemes and coaches that I've been fortunate to be around um, and, and you kind of match it with the players, the, the, the makeup skill sets that you have. Uh, and, and Jordan Hill's been, you know, I'm learning the, the job he's already done, but the staff he's got um, has already put a lot of that together. And I'm just looking forward to adding um, some of some of my experience to that 
uh, and helping develop the guys we have because we got we got a young group as well, um, but but also talented and a lot with a lot of upside. So you know you get into situations where you. Oh, how about this? You know, you, you draw something on the board and they're like, well, where'd that come from? I'm like, oh, well, it was week 15 and we were playing. Yeah, you know, it just like comes out of you. Um, and, and so that, you know, the, this gives you flexibility. It's just tools in the tool belt, um, you know, situationally that, that, you know, that's, again, what makes what makes it fun. So. No, most definitely. It's an exciting time. I mean, you talk a little bit about the, I mean, just in college sports in general with the name, image and likeness coming to to the forefront. You talk to us a little bit about the mission and everything that you guys are doing at Lion Legacy. Yeah, that's so part. I mean, look, part of the reason I'm, um, I mean, it really football drew me back into this this space. Just being around Penn State, it, I was you know hadn't been around in, in in years, and and about two years ago when this this ruling came out, I'm kind of was tracking back um, towards the Northeast and then towards this, this state, of course. But being around football has always um, been something that's been a part of me and my whole life. And so, um, you know, understanding like the dynamics and the, and the rule changes and uh, a the, the the players that within the university and the, the program over the years, um, you know, I just I felt like I could have value to, to that ecosystem and and uh, just for all the connections I had made. Um, that's that was partly the genesis of, of why I felt like the, I wanted to throw my weight behind this the Lions Legacy Club, which was which was to provide that support vehicle for. For the football program, which was needed, um, I mean, it's like it or not, it's a, it's a necessary component of of whatever this is going to look like in the next two or three years. Um, and, and fortunately, there are people that know how to do that and that that do that. Um, you know, do the contract, do the compliance, they do the they do it the right way. So you add our culture into that. Um, you know, we're never going to be leading with with bags of money. That, that's just not what Penn State does. That's not how we've ever done things. What makes anyone believe we're gonna we're gonna just start doing that? Um, so the idea is to is to re, is to co-create that that culture in this new era, um, and I believe that we've been we've made a lot of progress on that front with with the Legacy Club. We've been doing a lot of great things. We got a, a full team behind us um, operationally, uh, and so we're just continuing to try to get better there and and continue to be dynamic in the way that that the marketplace has, has been. I think you're gonna see this thing kind of settled. A little bit, but again, it's a fluid. It's a moving target, and and we're you know everyone's building the plane as we're flying it, so to speak. And so you know it's just important to do things the right way. And and uh, the the beautiful thing is, and and just to kind of summarize, like just to close the loop on that is that you know, like Coach Franklin and the the job he's done to be able to bring in the guys that that understand that this isn't a one year deal. This is like this isn't a two year. This is a 10 this is a 30-year decision that's why you come to penn state you, they don't lead with those the way they recruit and they're they're the, they're not bringing in those type of guys uh from what i've what i could tell and and the locker room culture is as strong as it's as it's been um just having been around a lot of the players and, and that's encouraging to me so um i think for any fans that are out there kind of concerned about that part um that's being really well really well managed um and again encouraged at everything that's going on. And, and I'm, I'm proud to say that we're, that the legacy has been a part of that. And we're working really closely with, with the team. Obviously we can't be, you know, direct support. That's part of the, the rules and the compliance, but, but we're, we're doing a heck of a job managing that. And, and again, the team behind us um, is doing really well. So making a lot of progress, we've got a long way to go for sure.
No, no, that's great. That's great points, man. Thanks for filling us in on that. And just for the blast from the past, if NIL era was going on when you were playing, how would you have capitalized on it? Just to give you a second to think about that, I think there is a misconception amongst college football fans of what NIL is, kind of what you're just touching on in terms of, oh, it's just straight up pay for play, pay to be, you know, come to the university flat out. But there's a lot of good that can be done with NIL benefits. So it's reflecting on your time and kind of seeing how Penn State athletes now are benefiting from it. What would have been a positive in Michael Maudie's life and whether it was while you're at Penn State or the years that followed? Yeah, look, I, I mean, it probably would have made things a lot easier, um, I guess, well, A, financially, but, but B, um, you know, you know, my family for eight years, I had my brother for five years coming to Penn State, traveling from Louisiana. Um, that wasn't something that was just like we had a family slush fund for. I mean, like that that's taxing on any family that's coming up, traveling to games, watching their kids play. Um, and in hindsight, you don't realize those kind of things. But, um, you know, we were we were running out of meal points every you know, two weeks into the month. Um, and I, like a lot of those things that's just the way it was. But at the same time, you know, look at hindsight, you could play that game all day. I look 42s on the side of the helmet, 42 jerseys. I, I probably would have done well uh, in the NIL world. But again, that's, that's not why I ever, that's, that's not the decision I made to go to Penn state was not money forward. It wasn't like financially motivated. Um, it was for all the reasons why you want to come to Penn state, which is to have a great opportunity to, to, to have success on and off the field for the rest of life, be part of the network and brotherhood, all those things. Um, because I, I was, I had that decision as a 16 year old, um, you know, to go to Florida, to go to all these other places in SEC. And, and, and so again, I, I was ultimately, you know, understood that I was a Penn state kid. So that's, I guess the long answer of, how, how much money would I make? Maybe I would have taken a pay cut to go to the NFL. My first year as a seventh rounder, maybe not. Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, check out Smack Apparel and see what their team has geared up for football season. Their Let There Be White tee is the perfect gear for all those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel has the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro and college football, plus basketball, baseball, every fan is covered. Head over to smackapparel.com and use the promo code STATE10, that's S-T-A-T-E-1-0, at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com, promo code STATE10, at checkout. Why we're boring when you can wear smack. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels and pomades. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S classic.com and use our promo code STATE20. That's S-T-A-T-E-2-0 at checkout for 20% off your order. Maestro's Classic, crafting a better you. No, it just sounds like you were focused on sustainability at the end of the day, right? You look at an opportunity, where it goes and how it, how it all kind of transpires. And I think that's the one thing that's common about when you talked about, when you mentioned um, 
the staff and the players that they're recruiting in the NIL era, whether it's finding the right culture fits, whether they're not looking for obviously big bands cash, but not saying that you can't get it once you start to produce and are on the field. Like the guys are, you know, they had their NIL situations. It seems like everybody on the team is happy. They're recruiting at a high level and all those different things. But back to the sustainability aspect, I think it's really cool opportunity at Penn State when you think about volume, right? When we, when we're talking about uh, the blue-white outfitters, Lockdown U, Long Boys, whether it's buying merch, revenue sharing opportunities, creating content where you can, you know, have a different relationship with the fans and like treat them as customers and you can kind of get into that flow and still be you, like you said, selling 42 jerseys. Like that was, that was your name, image, and likeness at the time, whether it was linebacker you and jerseys and things like that. So I'm mm-hmm. sure you would have taken, took a full advantage but your mentality of how to approach it, you were probably took advantage of it to actually have a lucrative value because it would have been in multiple different areas and the opportunities that we were afforded at Penn State. So that's what I, I think like to think about the NIL from that standpoint, because it's one way of, okay, yeah, you might get bags of money, but there's opportunities of real life business experiences when you're rubbing up against a powerful ecosystem, customers, supporters, or whatever the case may be. And you have a time to figure out your brand and provide value you know what I mean? Outside of your sport and along with your sport, because that's the main thing. got to keep the main thing, the main thing and take full advantage of it. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Which is, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? No, look, these, in a lot of ways, these, these, these current players, they have, they, and the, and the recruits coming in and the, the pipeline, like even I'm, I'm learning it, you know, at the high school level, there's a lot that goes on and a lot they have to manage outside of, just going to practice, going to workouts, going to play, um, and so just the importance of having having those resources and people around them that are looking out and that those kind of have that that kind of competency and, and business experience um, it is as it's as important as ever. So, Mike, you diving back into coaching. Uh, this is not a new thing, by the way. At Trinity High School uh, in the Harrisburg area in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, to be exact, you were doing this at your alma mater uh, in the New Orleans area as well. What has the experience been like, kind of your maturing with it? And then how did this opportunity with former Penn State defensive lineman, your former teammate Jordan Hill, come about because he's the head coach uh, for the Trinity High School Shamrocks? Yeah, so, look, I've, I've always uh, – I've all, when I retired from the NFL, that was five years ago in 2018, um, you know, you finish up playing and, you know, you're listening to everybody that's, that's – yeah, you should be a coach, you'd be a great coach, you'd be a great coach – you know, for that reason, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't want to coach. Quit telling me what to do. That's kind of <laughs> that was kind of always my I was tired of listening to people. But um, ultimately, you know, that my first year out, um, I was I was back home in Louisiana. And I was like, all right, let me I started hanging around the, the high school and and you know watch them work out. And then I, you know I, I got kind of sucked back into it just because I loved being around it and it made it kind of closed the loop for me, helping make sense kind of where I started after you get I had gotten chewed up spit out off the roller coaster of, you know, the, just having the career that I did, which was, which, uh, again, was, I was super grateful for and had no regrets on, but, um, that helped me make sense of it all going back home where it started and, and fell, I fell in love with it. You know, I kind of forgot how much I knew about the game, what I could bring back to it and, and the impact I could have. Um, and I had a really great group uh, of seniors at the time and some of them I still keep in touch with, um, some are still playing, um, at the next level. Uh, which has really gave me that fulfillment and, and impact that I, 
That's what it's about at the end of the day. So, um, you know, that, that season I went on to do some other things and, and explore some other interests. Uh, for I, I went I, I went to talk to Bill O'Brien. I, I spent some time with the Texans. Uh, thought I was going to, you know, I, I explored that that level. Um, you know, for me, it, I really just like the, the high school level. Uh, college, of course, I looked, I've been around the program at Penn State and, and some other places, but – but um, Jordan called me about a year ago um, when he was taking the. Well, this was after his first year at, at Trinity, and and uh, I remember talking to him about it. And I'm, you ever need a linebacker coach? Let me know. And we joked, but he was he was for real. You know, I could tell when Jordan's made up his mind about something, he's he's going. And and I know I don't have to question him in any of his decisions. We that value system is the same same. So. Um, but for me, I was, it wasn't the right time. And, and so I, you know, I kind of put it on ice for a year. We kept, you know, watched the success that he had last season, which was, they went the furthest that Trinity had ever been, which was the, to the semis. Um, and, you know, he put together a great staff and he's, this thing's starting to really track. So I had called him back in February. I was like, how are we doing? What, what do you think? He said, get up here. <laughs> Six days later, I'm, I'm sitting in the principal's office uh, with him, little did I know, like he had, had this whole thing orchestrated and set up. He was, he was pitching me, but but man, I fell in love with this community and being back in Harrisburg. Kind of, uh, I remember when I was first flying through here as a 16 year old driving up to Penn State. Um, you know, just kind of my second home here. And community's been great, but people that really care um, about the kids and, and and getting their work done in the classroom and and getting on the field and and doing things the right way. So. Jordan has really done a great job and his staff as well. So I'm excited. To, I'm excited to add some value there to that program and see what we could do. Got a great opportunity there. Can you give us a glimpse into your relationship with Jordan when you guys were at Penn State? What was that dynamic like? Well, we got uh, he came in the year after he came in the year after me and we spent four years together. Um, but really in you know, we had known we were we worked together, of course, and we played together, um, and we had great chemistry. Uh, and then, really, in 2012 was when when we really were fused together by by helping keep the, the, our group together. And that's where I, you know, I really was. I learned learned who he was and and how he was and why that he was. Um, and I'm still gaining more appreciation for him as a man, as as a father, um, as a coach. But um, at the at the time, um, you know, back our you know, early 2012, that was kind of when we started first really taking ownership of, of our group and and working together. And uh, one of the best teammates I've ever been around. So. Well, he went on to be a Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks. For those that don't know, uh, was a draft pick. And on top of that, for your purposes, he won a Class A state championship in the Harrisburg area, just over the Susquehanna River. So that's got to be helpful in terms of reputation, et cetera. Are you a bit in awe seeing him as the head coach? I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the associate head coach that's about to take over in 2023 here, that role. But what's it been like watching him in action as the head guy? Because that's got to be a little different perspective than what you've known him as for most of your life. Yeah, no, for me, it's uh, I really do feel like like I'm meeting a part of him for the first time. But but there's times where I'm you know he's running meetings and I just I just sit back and I'm I'm kind of watching him and re you know reevaluating. But but just couldn't be more 
proud and if, look if i'm in the front room that's exactly how i want to be handling myself so i'm if anything i'm learning from him um as much uh every day you know and all these conversations how this um whole college recruiting thing we've got a couple of players that are getting recruited pretty heavily uh, from some from some power five schools some you know mid major schools so we've got college coaches in there he's he's got a, he's managing a lot of different things and um uh, but it, but again great staff and I'm, I'm learning from him. So again, that's why he's the head coach and, and, and the advancement director. And so I've got, uh, I'm integrating pretty, pretty quickly. So. Have you guys figured out what's going to happen when you uh, make a bad defensive call? Any oh yeah. Sidelines? Yeah. Is that going to be okay? Is everything going to be all right? <laughs> you guys have the conflict resolution figured out yet? Cause it's going to come. Yeah, I think, I think it'll come. <laughs> it'll come. But again, like we've worked together. I mean, there's, uh, between the two of us, there, there's no panic in, in anything that that could happen during the course of a football game. Um, so if anything, we're kind of just trying to replicate that across our our staff and duplicate you know, all the experience that we've had and and uh, just again bring that bring that to the program to the kids and um, you know and do some great things with there so they can leave there and go on and play either more football or go on and and uh, be be assets to communities and businesses they go and work for and the next level education, whatever it may be. But yeah, it's going to be fun. That's for sure. And that's, that's, that's a lot of, it's got a lot of ingredients that, that um, for success. That's, that's definitely for sure. For, for maybe you gotta, some of your players that may be listening, what's the one non-negotiable for coach Marty? If I'm playing for coach Marty, he's not, he's not going to let this fly. Take, <laughs> what is the, notes, what's the clear expectations? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's a there's a couple on the horizon that, that they don't know about yet, because okay. I, I haven't really I haven't jumped in fully on and, and really I, I'm a guy I got to earn my own my street cred before I get in front and just start demanding okay. things to happen. Um, that's just more my style. Um, but as, and as we work and as they see my commitment to to them, I expect that kind of reciprocation. Is like, uh, but for, I'll give you an example. Um, in the weight room, we were in there working out and, and they had, uh, you know, a couple guys on the phone, a couple guys video and I'm like, Hey man, this is, this is going to end like today. No more of this. Like we're, we're going to have, this is now the no phone zone. Okay. <laughs> we're going to, so, so we literally you know, we put up a table and I'm like, George, he's like, yeah. I said, right now you want to do it? He said, let's do it right now. Boom. We, <laughs> the table is like, all right, so now they turn. So when the kids, when they walk in, it's every phone's got their name. It's like a little cubby hole system. And I'm like, hey, when, we, when we're working, we're working. Okay. We're not just. So that's, there's my new non negotiable. <laughs> that's one example. Like, so that's in the way room. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I mean, we're here to work, you know. And if you got an issue, look, if your mom's calling, then go, go talk to mom. All right. You need a ride. Right. Go. Okay. But, you know, not while we're working. So. Again, like the, the let's keep the main thing the main thing, right? Hundred um, percent. So a lot of distractions out there. No, that's great. I got a funny, just a flashback story of the XFL when we had to implement, um, you know, the weight training programs. At one point, we were going to deploy like an app system where guys had to lift weights on your phone. But you're not the league office. We got finance guys are making financial decisions, but not always down to the operations. I'm just like, hey. I don't know if guys need to be walking around with their phones, like typing in their workouts, like the way that, you know, we lived in there, like where are they going to put everything at, like, you know, on the magnet, on the, their phones. 
So it's funny that you have a role like no phones, like NIL, not put it away. Keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, I mean, there's something. Look, there's a uh, there's a recipe for success. We, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, Jordan understands that. He knows our value system is it's same same. Um, you know, we've, we, Trinity's got a full time strength coach in there. That's that's been some major Division One programs. He knows the way it's supposed to look um, and what it takes. So that you know, there's no. Uh, it's not like any magic sauce. Uh, you know, we know, we know the recipe. It's like okay, we we get look. We can't focus for forty five minutes, an hour without a phone, and we got bigger problems, right? So yeah, yeah, uh, we're 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 screwed as a society on that, unfortunately. So <laughs> we're all addicted yeah. to our phones at this point. Yeah, uh, Mike, holds me uh, accountable too. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. Put it's good. Down, right? Uh, Mike, we appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, before we let you go and dive into everything you got going on at Trinity and uh, Lions Legacy Club, etc., do you have a projection going into 2023? Do you think Penn State football can make the college football playoff? Do you think they can make the national championship game? I think they have all the ingredients to. I, I think, again, like you can say that's about any team, and it's like way too early to say that national championship because who who knows who knows what's happening in november right now uh i do know this they they have the ability to have as much success as they want to have uh they've got to go and and every game's going to test them in a little dip, you know different ways as, as the season does but um you know there's there's still some you know some un, you know some untested battle assets that that need to be proven i think but again all the ingredients are there for them to for them to make a run you know how far you get a lot of things it's funny looking ball you got to be a little lucky along the way you got to stay healthy um and you got to make plays but these this group has the ability to do that for sure we'll see what happens in 2023 uh we appreciate you coming on the show for those that are interested the penn state board of trustees uh election is winding down i believe this Friday, May 5th. So go to psu.edu and cast your ballot now if you would like to. Michael's been very outspoken about that through Lions Legacy Club, etc. So you can make your voice heard now. There's not a whole lot of time left. But Mike, thank you so much for joining us uh, and enjoy the off season. Get ready to, for some trial by fire at Trinity, man. Yes, sir. Tom, thank you guys for having me. Justin, great to see you guys. We'll be ready, man. Come out and see us. Friday night, oh, Trinity, Saturday, Penn State. Let's go. Perfect. Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter, at TheKing1 and at Tom Hannafin. State of State is presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.